0: and here we go with another episode of we talk comics this is 193 it's an episode of we talk comics and it's 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 one something so that's that's uh that's where we'll start it could be 200 actually i'm not gonna lie to you guys it could be 200 i am the crown prince of charisma mo i am with the chief defender of the faith and the uh, king of the casters he's mr brett podcast
1: podcasting away
0: and of course the man with no nickname chris
1: uh, that's true. I do not have a nickname. No,
0: no. Well, we we do call you lots of things uh,
1: when you're not around. Yeah, not to my face though, so it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you
0: go. <laughs> and we have on a very special guest, uh, sir. Tell everybody, please, who you are and why you're awesome.
2: Hey, this is Spencer Scott Holmes here from the Old Man Orange podcast, and I also create the sitcom comic book series Pizza Boys. And you know, I wanted to come on and talk all about comics, because I heard about your guys' show really only a couple of weeks ago, but I heard about it from somebody else on Comic Central, now I feel bad, I don't remember who said it on there, but somebody talked highly of you, so I'm like, well, I gotta check out these We Talk Comics guys and see what's going on, and then what I liked about it was like, oh crap, this is like Fat Man on Batman, if Fat Man on Batman continued talking about comic books and having people come on, this is awesome! (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap,
1: there's like some Dr. Johnny fever shit there, man, you sound good! Got the flow. Got got like the it.
2: flow going. You know add, what I mean.
1: Add, add some professionalism to our cast. I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. If somebody was saying good stuff about us on Comic Central, Ozart was one of us under an alias. <laughs>
3: that, that Probably somebody, somebody never else. Met us, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, the chances of somebody saying something good about us really long uh but we we got a topic we got a topic now we, we we want to talk a little bit about pizza boys as well so uh but we're gonna let's let's do that at the end or uh or whatever there let's let's get to our topic because i, I don't know how long this is gonna go or how it's gonna go uh because usually we're just we're just uh you know to be honest we're just we're just making shit up as we go anyways uh, the topic is and and who knows what the show title will be it'll probably be you know what the show title will be i just came up with it get this guys It'll be uh, Movies That Were Never Comics.
2: There
3: we go. Wow. How's that? That's that's clever. That's uh, Whew.
2: (laughs) I I wrote that. (laughs) Well, that's how I always do it. A lot of times my show titles don't happen until about halfway in. You go, oh, I I got it. This is the perfect thing.
1: Wait a minute. I thought it was Properties That Were Never Comics. It's true. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, not, not discreetly, but I went with the more general IP theme. So.
0: Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no that's cool. That's cool. Wait, wait a second. Hold on. We, you guys are going to be amazed. I got the show title. Oh, my. <laughs> oh.
2: Properties <laughs> that were never yeah. comics.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's different
2: than what I wrote down in my notes. I just wrote it down as movies that should have comics. <laughs> 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 like well, very I'm like simple wonder. and primal. <laughs>
0: No matter what, uh, did I mention we just tend to make this shit up as we go along? Is that is that being said yet? <laughs> the cards right, well, out of the
2: bag
3: now. Way to go!
0: I want to think that's the art of podcasting, Scott. I, I keep wanting to call you Scott. I'm going to call you Spencer. You know why? Because it's your name.
2: Yeah. So well, Scott's my middle name, so it's not. You're not that far off. No, no, no. Uh, it's. Can I call you Spencer Scott? Yeah. That yeah, that's that. the Playboy playmate's name. That's. <laughs> Spencer Scott. Nice. I remember one time that just happened. There's like the TV was on in the background and then it kind of went to some other program. I think that like E! Show or something like that. And I started hearing my name over and over. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I go and look at it. It's like, oh, there's a Playboy Playmate named that. Well, how about that?
0: That's pretty good. Has Donald Trump uh, cheated on Melania with her
2: yet? I'm not too sure, but I thought it was like, I'm like, well, that's almost kind of cool. That's like an 80s hair metal kind of name. You know what I mean? Like, you got the same name as a Playboy Playmate? There we go. That's excellent.
0: That's excellent. (laughs) Since we're writing a comic book about 80s hair metal right now, yeah. Oh, get out. You are? That sounds amazing. I'm not even kidding you. You know what? Not only that, but during the conversation, I'm going to show you some of the chapters that just came in.
2: (laughs) Oh, dude, I am so excited. That's my favorite genre of music. Oh, okay. We're laughing. We're laughing.
0: It's called (laughs) Kings of the Strip. There's yeah, there we go. Sunset Strip. All right, but let's get on. Spencer, <laughs> why don't we go first with you, uh, since you have a movie, probably that that was never a comic book. I'm guessing because that's the the topic. And well,
1: uh... no, it's not.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it was. It was part of the topic. Mo, don't throw him off. <laughs> oh,
2: I'm more far more worried about throwing uh, Chris off than I am. That's uh, what I mean. Anyway, I mean, you're yeah. throwing Chris off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did write down some good ones here. I made my list. Oh, what? You you, you made a list? You put in I,
0: effort? I, I, did, I did Clearly, research, clearly not a We clearly not a we Talk Comics host. <laughs> but, yeah, I um, got a
3: list. Each... I, I do, too. I'm, I'm in the start of a list. If we what? need to go further, here, I can make I'm more. I'm
1: wrestling my lists.
3: <laughs> I have
2: multiple lists. <laughs> Spencer! Well, You wanted me to start us off because I got one here. Start us off. What? What do you got? (laughs) Okay, this is um. Well, really, this is something that I always kind of wished was a movie. But knowing that it's been a while and I don't think this movie's ever happening, the second best place to put it, I guess, would be like it'd be awesome to do a prequel comic of it. And what I always thought would be an amazing prequel would be, you know, the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. I've always wanted to see, like, whenever I watch that movie, I'm like, you know, it'd be so cool to see is like a movie, a prequel to this all about his life in the 80s and kind of like a buildup of him, you know, getting his success and everything like that. And then maybe even where it starts to kind of like peter out and then it can almost lead up to the wrestler. But I'm like, that would be perfect. You could do that like in a six issue little like take and just do a prequel to the wrestler. I know that's something that probably nobody's going to create, but I would love to see that.
3: Hmm. I think that's the point. nobody's gonna create any of these more than likely, but uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: but we can hope mm-hmm.
0: you know what that's really, i like that that's pretty intriguing. I like the idea of uh yeah, I like the idea of seeing him like he would be in the eighties, so he'd massive square garden and headlining and and he would you know be doing steroids, yeah and, uh, <laughs> cocaine, and uh it'd be a completely fresh take on the movie
2: mm-hmm. uh. Well, because it'd be like, you know, the other one's kind of like all like very kind of like depressing and sad, though, even though I've watched that movie so many times. It's like it's that weird kind of thing where you get these movies that are really dark and down. But for some reason, I just enjoyed the ride the whole way through. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but that's how I've always looked at that movie. And I just think it'd be cool just to see it. And you could almost do it in Wall Street style where it's like it's all big. We're going up. Everything's doing good and everything like that. You know, have it have that Hulk Hogan feel or that Macho Man Randy Savage kind of vibe. But then have it Jake the Snake, and as he kind of starts disappearing out of the limelight and kind of starts going smaller and smaller, you know, I don't know how you would end it necessarily, but you could kind of build it in so it leads into The Wrestler.
0: Uh, you absolutely could. You know what? And that's probably the only way you could actually tell that story is, is in comic book form or something like that, you know, because, mm-hmm. yeah, because, I mean, Mickey Rourke's not coming back. and uh, Well, you
2: know. yeah, it's like unless you did one of those weird, like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. CG'd him so he's all a young Mickey Rourke, but did that the whole way through. No, Nobody's going to spend that much money, though, on a wrestler prequel. <laughs> no, no, no kidding.
3: <laughs> and it well, you know, a CG Mickey Rourke would be no creepier than real Mickey Rourke. So.
0: <laughs> I know. And, and, yeah, no kidding. I'm pretty sure he's CGI anyways.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You know, actually, a wrestler c- c- carrying around chihuahuas would be kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> What, has he got like a new like, gimmick now? Gimmick?
0: Yeah, that's his gimmick. Everything. Like in the well, 80s, every M- Mickey brought
1: Rourke has a thing for chihuahuas. So and, and he carries rustler? like eight around with him at all times.
2: That's true. Yeah, sure, I remember and, like yeah. seeing him carry those.
1: And every rustler in the 80s
0: had like a, an animal they brought to the ring, right? So he could bring a chihuahua and we could cast Richard Gere in
1: another one. And he could bring <laughs> a gerbil down.
2: <laughs> they could ram jam together.
3: Oh, Black Betty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: fantastic. Fantastic. Who would, you, who would you have creating that? You know, I started thinking about that, and I wasn't too sure who would create that comic. I don't know. That was the only one I didn't really have anybody else. I'm like, I'm uh, not 100% sure who I'd have draw or write that. I think the right answer is me. There we go.
3: <laughs> You're going to draw it? Yes. Makes total sense. <laughs> uh, Kingston, would be, Kingston would do a great job. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Kingston. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, well let's let's uh let's uh what the hell are we
1: doing? Chris, you got one? Sure, I'll go with my weirdest one.
0: Oh yeah Man- like, that'll be up to us to judge Chris
1: <laughs> Manimal versus Doctor Dolittle. Oh, <laughs> well that's one way to do it. I don't
2: know if i will go for a crossover one here.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, crossover does <laughs> it. You can get a on the spot. <laughs> Manimal versus Dr. Doolittle.
3: So does that mean that Dr. Doolittle can talk to Manimal when he's in animal form?
2: I, I think it's implied, yes. Is it like a buddy comedy?
1: No, no, I think versus is pretty heavily implied.
2: Oh, yeah, the versus. I forgot about the versus part there. Okay, yeah, yeah, so it's the... like Freddy versus Jason, so we're going to have like both their faces kind of like... Silhouetted together on the cover. Well, but it, Manimal is
3: tough and Dr. Doolittle is not.
1: Yeah, I was more thinking of, you know, evil genius Dr. Doolittle. Oh, you know, yeah,
0: no, that makes sense.
1: He, he He's corrupting animals and slowly taking over a small urban city. Manimal comes to town. And, you know, has to swore... Swart- swart- has to defeat this evil, this corrupting influence on the town. Because, you know, the rats are taking over, like, downtown, and the chihuahuas are killing housewives and shit.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no. And then he can throw in bum fights. All right.
1: And uh, somehow.
2: Now, are we going with the original Rex Harrison Doctor Doodle or Eddie Murphy?
1: I thought it was pretty obvious that. Eddie Murphy should be in absolutely nothing. So, <laughs> um, Rex Harrison. I okay. actually had for- forgotten completely that Eddie
2: Murphy, uh, Doctor Doolittle, ever existed. Well, I think, and he did like two of them, and then there's like a third one where it's like his daughter is now the new Doctor Doolittle.
1: Let me throw out a team to work on it. Um, okay, please, pardon. do, please do. Uh, because I enjoyed uh, GI Joe versus the. Uh, uh, the I want to say Bionic Man, but the Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, I would put Ryan Ferrier on it and on an Art Ghost Rider X, because I couldn't think of anyone else.
3: Uh that Ghost Rider X.
0: He's going to get a lot of work this episode, guys. I'm uh, I to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh damn it! If you're not familiar with Ghost Rider X, uh, uh, Spencer, you're like everybody else. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I better check this Ghost Rider X out, because if you got a name like Ghost Rider X, you're just as mysterious as, like, Racer X. But even
0: better, if you got a name like Ghost Rider X and you're an artist... Uh,
3: <laughs> you're just weird.
2: Yeah. Now, do you think you, you, if you have a name like Ghost Rider X, does everybody just assume you go, you're Ghost Rider? What? <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider. It kind of all, like, this. D- does he ever get confused? Like, if somebody on the street goes, oh, you're the guy that writes the Ghost Rider now. You know, not really knowing anything.
3: Well, I think he tries to avoid getting recognized on the street, and, I, and quite honestly, I I don't think that's a problem.
1: And or and ever will be. And we <laughs> know Ghost Rider acts. I don't know if he's totally aware of his surroundings at any given time. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of like the rest of us.
3: <laughs> Brett, you do yours. <laughs> All right. One of the reasons that this uh, this kind of popped into my head was that I was looking at my shelf of movies and, and I saw the movie Bullet with yeah. Steve McQueen and I thought, damn, Bullet would make a really good comic book, especially uh, you know the the pre uh, pre movie where you find out why Frank Bullet was so cool and then and then really the end of Bullet is so ambiguous that I thought you could really, like, who knows where it could go. There's so, many, so much room for it. And I thought it would be perfect if Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips took a, took a go at Bullet.
2: Yeah, okay. that would be awesome.
0: That would be really cool. That would be really cool. That's a, that's a yeah. Yeah, because that's the type of property that they're never thinking of, right? So why not, right? That's and a, Steve McQueen
3: was cool. And Steve, oh, yes, McQueen. Steve McQueen's
0: the best. The coolest, actually. If you want to be actually technical about it.
1: No, 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 no. I'm sorry. He's the second coolest. Lee Marvin will always be the coolest. Actually, i yeah, tell Lee... you the truth. What's that? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, Lee Marvin in Point Blake is pretty sweet. Oh, the... he's even better in uh, Prime Cut. My favorite movie. One of my favorite movies.
2: Well, oh, What about Yul Brynner? Oh, yeah. Well, Yul Brynner's is always great. He's like the original kind of like rock. You just don't know what race he is. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> that's always been when I watch Yul movie. I'm like, really? What is he? I'm not too sure. Is he Italian? Is he, you know, Mexican? Is, it's like, he's a starring role person, so I have a kind of hard time believing to put certain people up in the oh. 60s. I don't want to say that, you know, people were kind of racist back then, but we all know how it kind of was in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> watch Kinda?
1: his third Sabata movie. He's not Italian, you can tell in that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't forget Paul Newman. Oh, and yeah, of course... Paul Newman's always good.
3: Steve oh, exactly. McQueen and Paul Newman, big feud, so, uh, so it's always good to, uh, good to get those things in. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah.
1: there's a comic versus Steve, Steve McQueen Steve... versus Paul Newman?
3: Yes. <laughs> and the, the way that you'll fix it is Steve McQueen's name gets to go first, but Paul Newman's picture gets to go higher <laughs> on the
2: cover. <laughs> yep, that's how it'd be. Paul Newman's go right above at the top. Steve McQueen had the big kind of face covering most of it, looking downwards at Paul Newman. Maybe in a long shot. Yeah.
0: Now, now you can't see in our conversation is you can't see. You can't see like the, the photo.
2: Oh, uh, I, I guess
0: I should look. I'm, now I'm just. Tim, no, look. You, yeah, it's my turn. Okay. So so here's one that I thought uh, that actually it just surprises me. I I'm not a fan of the movies and 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 I wouldn't read this comic book. But still, I would do this because I think you could sell it. And I'm surprised nobody's done this. And that's the Triple X franchise, Xander's C- Cage I mean, to mm. like just that's a simple movie tie-in book to make and something that I could easily see like an IDW or Boom or or Dynamite or something like that doing. So that's my that's the one I'm throwing out there. I do not have a, a good uh, creative team for it. I don't know if any of you guys can help me find one that would fit that. Liefeld! Liefeld! You know what? Liefeld would, should draw Triple X. I agree, because that just, fits.
1: J- just, just on the basis that his studio is named Extreme. Yeah, you know
0: <laughs> yeah. you know what? No, Actually, he should draw and write it. Because, really, honestly, yep. it's Triple X. So Xander Cage in Triple X, that's my pick for a uh, a movie, because we're doing
2: movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Luke.
3: laughs>
2: No, I think that I actually think that's a perfect kind of style because, like, Triple X is almost, like, made to be a comic book almost even before it was even a movie. You know, think about it, the way it looks, the way it feels. You know, like the only thing you'd be missing out on a comic book of what makes Triple X is, like, Triple X always had that soundtrack, especially the first one where you got all those, like, industrial metal songs and so on.
0: You you just have a, a playlist at the beginning of the book that you suggest people play as they, as they, you know, as they read it. And then you only make it one song because if you read this book in more than three minutes, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just put like no, you know, though, just put like I one I know
3: how, song. I don't know how Xander Cage is gonna is gonna run with all those uh, pouches, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, th- I'm seeing money in this. <laughs> I'm seeing money in this. All right, okay, and I'm I'm gonna go to the next one too because because we're doing a snake snake format.
1: And oh god, friends,
0: snake format, not right? snake back, format. Right? So, so it's me that it up every time, and then it'll go
3: back to Brett. Well, no, you, it you screw it up every time.
0: time. Yeah, no, I know what I'm doing. Well, (laughs) sorta. So, so here's another one that it's amazing to me. There was an official adaptation at the time of it, but I mean, there's not be nothing else of this franchise, including comic books. And and considering they've tried a couple times to get a movie off the ground, they never can have. um, I think that the one I would like to see is the last Starfighter, and Mm because that's like a perfect thing to me to be make as a comic book. Get Nick Spencer. Probably to write it and and uh, you know and then get like
3: I don't know ghostwriter X probably to draw <laughs> <laughs> Joe Esma would do a fine job with that too
0: Joe Esma would so how about yeah how about that guys what do you think last Starfighter comic book
1: uh, I'd love it actually I know why that hasn't happened uh, the screenwriter uh, has held on to all the rights. Oh, you're kidding! That's that's why it hasn't been remade yet. They keep trying. Spielberg tried to buy the rights, and no, 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 no. And that's
0: why we don't have it. Hey, he'd make money off a comic book. I mean, maybe not a ton, but more than he's making not
1: doing anything. Uh, Yeah, why is he holding on to it? Do you think? I, I, I think he just wants the right people and money. Yeah, and I know why I hold on to
0: things. It's because I'm lonely.
2: Well you know, if Steven Spielberg can't get it, then who can get it really at the end of the day, if you're not gonna hand it over to Steven.
1: I believe yeah, that kidding. that uh, I, I believe that is the entire premise behind a ready player one is Steven Spielberg has a huge cock and I'm gonna throw it around. Nobody else could put those properties in a movie.
2: Yeah, that that's definitely true. I really feel the ready think, player one thing it's like it, it because of Steven's the only like trust I really have in like what's going on there. Actually, see
3: that's the complete opposite for me. I have no trust in him to make a good movie. So
2: now really? or is all time? Um,
3: pretty much. I think it's uh, what maybe after Jaws. Okay, so that's <laughs> pretty much
2: all time. So he, he, he's yeah. got two movies under his belt that you like. So oh yeah, Brad.
0: Yeah, no, Brett, I, I know you're such a. You always have hated all the Indiana Jones
3: movies. No, okay, though those—that's fine.
1: At least give them up to
3: Jurassic we'll go a Park too. Oh, I can't do that. No. <laughs> is All right, the well, this is a conversation.
0: You. This is a conversation we've. Been, this is a rabbit hole. We better not go down because
3: because
0: <laughs> uh, I will. Yeah, I, I find myself in the weird position of defending Steven Spielberg.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm in that boat too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do not know. All right, uh, it's uh,
3: it's definitely AI though that loses. It. Well, <laughs> AI
0: was painfully yeah, that was a misfire on many levels. I'll give you that.
3: Um, Brett, I think it's your turn. I guess. All right. So my next one is I want to go. I want to go. Want to go deep into something crazy. So there's a movie franchise called Black Cobra starring Fred Williamson. <laughs> And now, now, of course, the, the character is not named Black or Cobra in any way, shape, or form. Um, it, but the reason that it's called Black Cobra is because they basically ripped off the, the story from the movie Cobra and put Fred Williams in it.
2: So the Stallone and Cobra so, is the
3: one they rip off? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's and so, understandable.
0: Hence, like, you, you know, some people remake Hamlet. Uh, you know, (laughs) oh, there's remake Cobra.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it came out, um, it might've come out within like days or something like that. But, uh, but at any rate, the character is awesome. He totally kicks ass at one point in the movie. He, he's, he's like in the, in the police station and the chief is yelling at him and he's just like, what'd you call me here for? I had to leave my cat at home alone. He's a badass with a cat who kicks ass, and um, and as much as he might not like it, uh, but but I would hope he does. David Walker would David F. Walker would do a great job because he would get the I think he would get the cheese factor, and then uh, Dennis Cowan would be awesome uh, for art. Wait
0: top. a second, are you saying this is more cheesy than 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 Cobra? It can't be.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think. I think it. it I Man, I've watched
0: Cobra. That's sure. like the that's the cheesiest of all sorts of. things. Uh, it might. Well, that and over the top. Which oh, also, I love. Over the top. Yeah, over yes, the top. Art,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know. Come on, over the top. now. over the top. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. But over the top but- and Cobra are both the two craziest.
3: Yeah. Well then, find Black Cobra, because um, it's it's not good, but but it's bad in all the right reasons. For all the right reasons.
0: <laughs> you know, there's actually Stallone movies in general. Like you don't like that uh, over the top. It certainly could do a sequel easy. You know, Tango the and Cash, Tango and Cash. Oh yeah, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, clearly Oscar. But is there been any? Has there been any Rambo comic books? Probably not.
2: God, I've never seen I feel like if I would have saw some, I would have bought some. That's all I have to yeah, say. Exactly. That, so that,
1: I think there was one tied into the cartoon series for no. Rambo.
0: Well, right now, thank God we have this thing called Google. Uh, <laughs> well I, I don't well, there is comic books of it, uh, but I cannot tell if they're just like adaptations or people oh man, these are uh it's pocket comics. Yeah. That's right. Pocket comics uh, made some Rambo's, so I don't know what that counts. Oh, one in three D, dude. We gotta track this shit down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll t- I'll tell you what, though. I know there's D no Black Rambo? Cobra comics. <laughs> okay, well, we got D Rambo. Is it old
0: school three D, like red and blue three D? Oh, I can't tell. Like all I know is it says Rambo three three D three D. We have a story for you from Stallone that we'll tell (laughs) off-air. Awesome. You're going to love it.
2: (laughs) I'll love anything, Stallone.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Chris? Chris?
1: Yep. Okay, I'm going with the same theme. We don't really have to talk about this one too much. I can't believe Machete doesn't have a comic book yet. And writer David F. Walker, same as Brett... Fred's comic, and I think Riley Rasmo would do such a gorgeous, blood-splattered machete.
0: You know, I don't see him as the, uh, the right fit, I have to admit, even though I love Riley's Ra- Rasmo's art, but... Uh, oh, no, he drives... I
1: mean, just the knife, knife machete, he
0: drives those but, great. you know what? Because like, we're probably never going to see the movie. If we got the what was supposed to be the third movie in the franchise, Machete in Space, mm-hmm. as a comic book, dude, that would
3: rule. That'd be awesome. It would, and really like because Ro- anything in space rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everything gets
2: better in space.
3: <laughs> Except maybe Hellraiser.
2: Yeah, and maybe even Freddy. I don't know, or not Freddy. No, I mean no. Jason. Jason and Jason. No, no, no. And- no it's still no, fun. No, I can't. Do- but I don't yeah, know if it's no, bad it, It's but fun. But it's pretty. It is fun. Yeah, That's saw some good kills. Definitely. Well, the thing is, like, even with Robert Rodriguez, though, like a lot of his movies actually like lend themselves to being comic books, and I'm surprised that. Because there was never a Desperado comic, and there was never, like, a Planet Terra one, but, like, for as much as Robert Rodriguez is into just, like, anything and everything, and he even draws himself, I'm surprised he never has actually sat down and, you know, even, like, halfway made a comic book with somebody. Maybe he doesn't have to draw the whole thing, but I'm surprised he hasn't just sat down and, like wrote out some scripts and said hey here we go let's make some comics with it he does so much other stuff anyways you know what i mean wouldn't be asking well, and, much for him to make a comic when you look at it yeah i mean
0: his movies that uh, do have that like they have that comic book feel anyways they got as soon as you say planet terror i'm like well yeah like there's so much you could do in a comic book form with that or you know like even
2: like spy kids i don't know if there was a comic mm-hmm. books for those but you could do it all, a all whole ton. Yeah, he's, it's just he's got, like, good material that's, like, geared for, like, comp books. And I feel that they would actually sell well, too, at the top of it off. Or at least, I don't know, maybe now it's, like, some of those things might not be nearly as remembered. It's Sometimes you ask people nowadays on the street, like, you you know what, like, in Desperado? And they're like, what? Desperado? I'm like, oh, you, you didn't see that one? That was a big movie at one point. <laughs> Is that a Western?
1: <laughs> I, I, actually, a couple of, uh, about five years ago, I guess, um, I was expecting uh, them to come out with a whole line following uh, the Django comic uh, because they made a big deal about that movie tie-in and I, they had Django versus Zorro. Yeah, that was, was a
2: great comic too. I oh I, yeah, I loved no, no, uh,
1: yeah, and it just seemed like it was going into this whole whole uh, Tarantino type area, and nothing else ever came out of it. I I was surprised and. Considering Rodriguez's affiliations, I, I was expecting them to go there next because it was easy.
0: uh yeah, you know what? There's Tarantino properties too that you could definitely make as as films too. Now that you mentioned that, yeah, as films or sorry, as, as, as not as films as uh, as comic books.
2: Well, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see is almost if Tarantino took his original script for Natural Born Killers and then someone just made it like the Tarantino way, like however that was supposed to go. Like, I love the Oliver Stone one. Don't get me wrong, because that's another one of my favorite directors anyways. But it would be just interesting to see, like, why Tarantino hates it so much. What's so, you know, radically different that, like, we would like to see in the Tarantino version.
1: It'd probably be way more out of order.
2: That's true. But then it could be nearly as weird as Oliver Stone's one though. <laughs> that's kinda how I wonder. No,
1: no. No, we could we no, could have maybe. Dennis Leary ranting for an entire issue. That would be <laughs> awesome.
0: As long as he wrote it. Or you know, yeah, or stole it from somebody else.
2: Exactly. I mean maybe the Rodney Dangerfield character's not in there. That would sadden me because that's one of the funniest parts in any movie. <laughs> but it is a great, great role. Dude, was he ever creepy? <laughs> oh my god. Like <laughs>
0: That's character is-
2: that's one of those roles that you talk to some people and they just look at you and go, like, what was funny about that scene? And I'm like, y- you didn't find the horrible father of <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, like, hilarious? I, uh, I, like, I died laughing in that part. I think that's so amazing. I think that's one of his best roles in his whole career. Oh, no, oh, the, there's two types I'm of people in sure. this
3: world. There's, there's natural-born killer people, and then there's those who don't like the movie and I, I think I'm not sure there's exactly. a lot less
0: of us who do but I'm not sure he was acting I think we might have seen a glimpse into the real Rodney right there
2: <laughs> it, it's kind of like the people who don't find Gran Torino hilarious <laughs> 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 that's the movie that many times like somebody would see it be like dude wasn't that like one of the funniest movies you've seen and they just like look at me straight face like what was funny about that movie wow I'm like oh well I I, I guess you didn't get the Clint Eastwood jokes. I don't know. I just find anything funny that's, you know, it's Clint Eastwood. It's like, you know, just him being funny. He doesn't even have to say anything. He just has to look at like his grandchildren and just have that look on his face and be like. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) You, You get a whole like, you know what? That was like 10 sentences that another actor would have to say. Clint Eastwood could do it in just a breath. Uh,
3: but the And then the best part is, because he's directing, you know it's going to take five minutes. Yeah, because you needs to get time,
2: to that golf so. course by noon.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: oh, tremendous. Why,
1: why can I not help thinking now of Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield's Sex Thailand Vacation?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ronnie Dangerfield in Gran Torino because that would almost be awesome in itself, too. <laughs> that, it would, actually.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, then your Then people would expect <laughs> it to be fun. It's
2: your turn. Is it my turn? Spencer, yes, yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Well, uh, since you brought up Steve McQueen, I had another Steve McQueen classic on my list, and that's The Getaway 1972. And now what I think would be awesome to have is because in the book, The Getaway, there's another act in there and they wanted to make it in the movie and just due to budget and everything like that, they're never able to put that part in there. So I think just making a full on getaway sequel to the 1972 movie and then having it go where they they drive to Mexico and then they go to this kind of big old like cartel owned town where they're kind of protected for a bit, but they're kind of like locked in and you got to pay into this thing. And things are kind of weird and creepy but it almost goes into like this apocalyptic kind of style feel sort of like mad max not like nuclear bomb age but just something where they're just in this wild west of mexico where everything's completely different and they're out of control and they even have like a cannibal element going on in this place and it's this thing where it has this kind of like bleak ending and i think that would just make for such an awesome like story like i always saw just a getaway sequel i don't even care if we're making it in 2018 We'll find a way to get Steve McQueen back in it. We'll just have the CGM in there, just like a Robert Downey Jr. and the Iron Man thing. Why not? And cannibals make everything better. Yeah, especially cannibals when you don't expect it. Because just picture, like, okay, you have this movie like The Getaway. And, you know, it's like, you know, they're stealing money and they're running away and they're driving. And it's just kind of an action movie. But then all of a sudden you just kind of get where, like, it has just this weird ending where it just takes a hard left. And you're like, oh, wait, where are we going now? Do,
0: uh, do any of you want to see a, a comic book version of the Alec Baldwin version of Getaway, The Getaway?
2: Anybody else? <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll take that. If that's what we got, if it was the Alec Baldwin sequel and it still had this ending in it, I'd be fine with it. <laughs>
3: You'd be fine I with mean, it as long as... As long as <laughs> Alec Baldwin gets eaten by <laughs> yeah. a
2: I mean, yeah. I don't know, Speaking even of Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, that was the whole reason they sort of created From Dust Till Dawn is because that movie's very inspired off The Getaway, so they sort of wanted to have that kind of feel to it where you start off with this kind of normal movie, but then all of a sudden it just takes this hard turn and it's like, Oh crap. Now we're like dealing with vampires and monsters and all sorts of things. And we're down in Mexico. There's gotta be a, a dust to
1: dawn comic, isn't there? I, You, I, you know, I'd so buy one it it if it just starts uh, or the Gigi Marin character outside of the, <laughs> the pity Twister,
2: <laughs> Like his life when he, you know, when he goes home after work. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just, just have it be one of those like kind of like hard drama movies where it's like you know he's got this you know he's big and he's all about titties and all this stuff like that. But then he goes home and it's just him by himself in a quiet like motorhome, <laughs> nothing too fancy, nothing too exciting, <sighs> living outside this town with all these vampires. But he can't tell anybody about it. It, it wouldn't be a long movie, <laughs> a, a long comic book. It would be
1: a one shot, but it would be a great one shot. <laughs> t- titty, titty twister
2: guy. I don't know. But um, I think with that Getaway comic, I think somebody who could do kind of cool, like, work on it is almost the team of uh, Matt Fraction and Dave Ajah, or whatever you pronounce his name, AJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, like, I just think, like, the Hawkeye series. I'm like, because they had kind of a cool, like, look that would almost fit the Getaway anyways.
1: Yeah. You you know, actually, that artist, I would love to see him just do a straight-up noir. Oh, yeah. Uh, that just just the lighting and stuff he he, he could do so so much it would be so interesting because his choices of framing and like that are amazing
2: yeah and i just yeah i love everything about that artwork that he has you know and i like how it's like the kind of art that's it's not perfect but that makes it better
1: yeah and i mean he's obviously a talented storyteller because he can make matt fraction scripts you know readable Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know um Brett, did you realize that there's four Black Cobra movies?
3: Yes. Yes, I know. It's a series. I I only have three of them, unfortunately. Oh, one but, of them uh, never got an American they, they release. To the, yeah, they, they moved to the Philippines uh, after the first one. So, you know, that's another type of exploitation right there. You,
1: yeah, that's true. If you can make it through three... Um... Yeah, I, I have all four somewhere, and there. <laughs> of course, you do. It, it, it's a rough watch. Yeah, well, it came in a hundred pack of exploitation films I bought yeah, from Mill Street. Yeah, of Mil course 3.
2: you bought. Yeah, a <laughs> hundred. <laughs> yeah,
1: a hundred black exploitation
2: if... films. The clear yeah. goal is to see if you can watch all those in your lifetime. He got it for five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched that. It's not Yeah, but
0: Chris watched it in a weekend. I don't know how he managed to do it.
2: (laughs) That was like the time when me and my buddies were we were literally having like almost an arms race of who could have the most videos, you know, back in like the two thousands or something like that. So it was just like, oh, we were like competing on who had the most amount. I remember I bought one of those like hundred packs of like old horror movies, and my buddy's like, That's cheating, that can't count. No, Chris would have won. You don't understand. (laughs) You don't
1: understand. You don't understand (laughs) what we're dealing with. He still wins now. If if, if I could find half the movies that I know I own somewhere. (laughs) You just like to leave them
3: spread out. It's like a time capsule of movies (laughs) at random places.
2: It's like an unorganized museum. Yes.
3: Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh,
0: Do you guys have... uh, That's it for me. I only got two, which is probably good where... We're, um, you know, we want to talk a little pizza boys, and we're, you know, getting near the end of it. Anybody else have any more they want to throw out there? Don't tell me you guys all came up with like seventy-five. Probably all came up with like seventy-five, didn't you?
1: I I, I, I came got, up with three. I just have one more. I no. got three more. So, oh Jesus yeah. Christ!
2: <laughs> <laughs> three more. <laughs> I have three in total.
1: Yeah, I got. two. Yes, I made
3: three as well. So.
0: All right. Well, okay. Okay. Uh, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go, Brett. Then Spencer, and then Chris can can throw out some insanity to end it. Sounds good.
3: Okay, fair enough. Well, it's it's my favorite movie of all time, and I had to uh, I had to make sure that it got some love in this case, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, and I thought that uh, Steve Niles and Ben Templesmith would do a great job of uh, of showing us Dr. Caligari beforehand, and maybe even getting into the uh, the Somnambulist uh, a little bit in there. That'd
0: be that cool. would be awesome. I'll admit that would be fan not only the idea of that that book but like those people doing it that would be
2: spectacular
3: because steve niles could bring the horror and ben templesmith could bring the fucked up
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty sweet right there yeah yeah i'd be totally into that
0: okay spencer it's your turn
2: okay one more other one i had that i just always thought would make for a cool comic book is i think a clockwork orange and if it was created oh. by francisco franca I think his artwork would work great just with all his color schemes and everything like that. And I think instead of being like, like obviously not like a sequel. Cause you know, in the book you got that extra ending in it where Alex realizes like, you know, I just kind of grew out of it. That's what it was. It was just like being like a rebunctialist era rambunctious teen, you know, that's all A Clockwork Orange really was, you know, and he sees, like, the other guy who doesn't turn into a police officer, and he's like, yeah, I got a normal life now, look, I'm married. No, no, no. I think he's just doing, like, more weird misadventures of, like, other stuff these guys do, you know, just kind of treat it like that. Maybe even treat it, like, partially like it's, like, a sitcom, or, like a really just dark sitcom with <laughs> really beautiful artwork in it, where it's just them, like, just, you know, terrorizing London the whole time.
0: That could be, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different directions you could take it. But, yeah, no, that would be cool, too. I think that could be, you know, I think I think that's one where people, like, I think that one is, it's like, would people be like, oh, blasphemy to even touch the the property,
2: you know? Probably. But, uh, I know for a fact it would be. You would get that same thing that they got, like, for the before Watchmen thing where people, like, flipped out. And it's like, well, if you actually read the comics, they're actually really, really good. And I think the Clockwork Coins <laughs> would be kind of like that, too. They'd be like, no, don't touch a classic. You'd be like, oh. And besides, they've already done they've already done a clockwork
1: a clockwork orgy. So after you've got the porn <laughs> version, really, how
2: much damage can you do? Yeah, the comic with... one's gonna be so much tamer compared to that. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. is it?
3: Man, we we didn't do any uh porn as uh, you oh know, that's as a whole other
0: show a whole policies. other show. Uh, and and <laughs> you know I'd be bringing more two for that.
2: Um. Well, yeah, of course. You would. <laughs> Well, Clockwork Orange, I guess, is the closest thing we got there. I mean, literally, a lady gets killed with a giant ceramic penis.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like to brag, but yep. <laughs> the, the, the
2: fear, uh, uh, there's got to be somebody who has movie. like a horrible fear that that's going to happen.
0: Like penis. All right, all right, all
1: right. Uh... Chris! All righty. Charlie's Angels by Paul Gulacy. And I'm going to have Greg Recca <laughs> writing it just so there's a storyline. <laughs> that
3: would be that man. I mean, so would, would be do based a on the beautiful show, job on the art. It would be based on a
0: TV show because it's going to have a storyline, not the movies.
1: Hmm. Yeah, not the movies. Oh well, yeah. Why a, why, why, would you, why are you mentioning the movies? I'm sorry. Every you, time you mention you movies, it, you remind somebody they should make more
2: or something. Never right. mention the movies. Well, you you know what's kind of like the comic book like variation of Charlie's Angels It's sort of like Danger Girl. Yeah, it's true. Yes, very much so. But I I would still be down for more Charlie's Angels anyways. I I think that's one of those kind of things that like you could take that and actually make like a really strong series out of it. Like seriously make a really strong series out of it in a comic book form, I guess. (laughs) Actually, you do it in a movie. You just got to just take it serious, but make Mm -hmm. it fun at the same time. Serious and fun together. All right. uh, Next up. I can't believe
1: this doesn't exist already, but it doesn't. Critters by Scotty Young and Dan Slott. Oh, there we go. Wow. Yeah, I guess wow.
0: there isn't a
2: Critters comic. <laughs> comic at all.
0: No, there isn't. But it's not just that there's a Critters comic, which doesn't, you know, which is actually a little surprising. But you know, but the people that you just picked to do it, <laughs> I think that's crazy.
1: Really? Can't can, can you can't you see Scotty Young drawing Critters? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be insane. <laughs> I mean, you you look at I Hate uh, Fairyland, and I, I don't know. Those critters just would be so creepy and fit in there. I think it would be awesome. Uh, and last, I picked a, the most obscure uh, property probably ever. Um, us Canadians, or you Canadians, I'm Canadian as well, but might not even know this property. Oregon Trail, the video game. Oh, I know it. Americans seem to love it. They grew up with it in school. I want to see it done by Tim Truman and Joe R. Lansdale.
2: I'm really surprised nobody's actually, that's a great concept right there just in itself, an Oregon Trail comic book. Just think about it. Like you, you got so many places you could really go with it. You can make it kind of historical, but you could make it also creepy and dark if you want to, which would be probably still historical. Well, that, that, that's
1: why I picked Tim Truman and uh, Joe R. Lansdale. I mean, they do that Western thing so well.
0: Well that's why I, I think I agree with Truman, but I wouldn't go with Lansdale because <laughs> his stuff is just so like insanely weird that I don't think it would serve that property
1: properly. Um Yeah. yeah he he can do like pestilence just as well as the weird though.
0: I don't know, man. I, I don't think that's but yeah, I mean, I think you're onto something there. There was that there was that one uh uh the the Kent's comic book that uh tom mandrake and john ostrander did mm. and 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 so yeah i mean it's kind of like i could see like like uh truman and and uh ostrander doing it that'd be cool
1: very sweet yeah yeah and
2: i potential for that comic for sure
1: i do now, have a bonus one because i i didn't seasons. think we'd just do, <laughs> i'm sorry I, I i really enjoyed coming up with shit for this show how about uh mcdonald land characters by jeff smith oh my gosh yes Okay.
0: Uh, you know what? That's a good one. Uh, you know what? You are you're you get a pass for that one now. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I'm sure there has been a comic book for the McDonald's characters. There has to be. been.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. Probably one you'd get, like, in a Happy
0: Meal. Yeah, exactly. But it still counts, I think. Does it? But anyways, yeah. No, no,
2: I like that. I like that. All
0: right. All right. Um, now, first off, uh, uh, did you see the picture I sent?
2: I did. It looks amazing. I I realized it was on Twitter. I was looking the whole time in Skype. I'm like, I don't see it here. And No, I I I sent it
0: in Skype, too, but I'm not sure that works, so I sent it in in
2: Twitter just in case. No, I I think this is totally awesome. I love the color scheme, the way the characters look, the artwork's fantastic. That's, like, totally my type of comic right there, and I always feel like that's kind of a genre that's never been – I mean, they had those, like, heavy metal comics – I guess you could say back in the 80s and early 90s where, you know, you had like Guns N' Roses and Metallica and so on. But other than stuff like that, though, it's it's almost like an untapped genre. I mean, you know, you got all those indie music music comics, but that's not the same thing.
0: No, no, this is, this is not either one of those things, you know, like those Guns N' Roses ones and the Aerosmith ones and all that stuff. I mean, they're pretty much just I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even know if they were properly licensed, and if they were, they were just, they were cheap, you know, they were done on yeah, the cheap. it was just, before.
2: like, extra marketing for, like, yeah. bye, welcome to the jungle.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this is, we're, we're taking it pretty seriously to, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, but we're taking it pretty seriously to do it right. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm it, you know, it's uh, currently, what are we looking at? How many pages, Brett? 7,413? Is that a real number? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of, lot of
2: pages. Shit, are you writing back, a
0: novel? It's big. It's gotten a lot bigger than we thought. but uh, So I'm not sure when it's going to be done.
2: You and know, now craft- how far along are you on this comic?
0: Uh, well, okay. Uh, seriously? Uh,
2: that, that, <laughs> yeah, one page. <laughs> You're looking no, at it. No.
0: Uh, we have 55 pages colored. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we have – this is a graphic novel. So, oh, okay. Uh, so we have 55 pages colored uh, and 130 penciled. And and then uh, a bunch of uh, like kind of like supplemental material, like interviews with the band from like a Rolling Stone type magazine, stuff like that, too. Article types. Yeah, I know it's pretty intense. We're we're looking for some people to do a few, few, uh, um, you know, pieces of art for us for it, uh, like some like, you know the band in in different eras and stuff like that along with it for that supplemental material so we're looking for that and we got a lot of work left to do but uh yeah i know it's it's yeah we're pretty proud of it i mean we're taking a lot of goddamn time with it so it's uh the the concept is 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 this is a band that was huge in the 80s they were like the biggest band like you know poison motley crew 10 million albums sold level right like huge and then they split up and now mm-hmm. they're doing a reunion tour, right? And it's the first night of the reunion tour, and they're already fighting. So you've seen the first night of the, the reunion tour, and it's already fallen apart. And then, like, you're going into the past and seeing, like, the, the, the key events from the past, the kind of, like, the band's history
2: to show uh-huh. how
0: they, they were. So Now, what, yeah, year no, is it, what year
2: is it taking place for the reunion
0: tour? Uh, the reunion tour is now, about okay. now, you know, somewhere around there, maybe a little bit in the past just because you know because we don't want them to be like 700 years old but but yeah so and band forms in 84 i think it was or was it 83 something like that i
2: think it's 83 yeah, it's
0: 83, yeah.
2: okay so, so they're, they're like prime time start for like hair metal like right after motley oh, yeah. crew and quiet riot already kind of paved the like initial way and hanoi rocks and everything
0: yeah exactly exactly and they come on there you know by like 86 six they're, you know it's the same thing it's like their first album they're they're being dropped, like, they're, it doesn't sell well, they're almost dropped by the label, they make a lineup change, then they take, like, they explode, you know, and, you know, by 87, they're selling 10 million copies, and, you know, so, and then, yeah, and then egos and, and shit like that gets involved, and, and you know, grunge happens and all this stuff, right? And then, yeah, so, like, you got, like, it's all this history that we're throwing in there. And then uh, we're hoping if we can get this one done, and it's, it's good, and it's cool, and there's enough support that we can do another one, that's just concentrating on like the actual Sunset Strip and like the mm-hmm. insane stuff that happened there in like 1985, 86 and like a shorter period of time, like a six week story or something like that. So, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty intense, um, but yeah, we're, we're working on it really tough, really long. Yeah,
2: time, so. Dude, like, I kid you not, this comic right here sounds like a hundred percent geared towards exactly what I'd want like that is dialed (laughs) in like i can't think of a comic i would want more than this when you describe this because literally when when i was like younger and i I played a lot of music like i just wanted to be in like a hair metal like band but like in the 2000s trying to find people that wanted to do that was like next (laughs) to nothing because it was like (laughs) it was not the point where it kind of like was old enough that it was kind of cool still it was still that point where it's like oh those are all kind of the washed up artists you know they weren't like they hadn't got to the point where it's like, oh, like the Who and the Rolling Stones and all these people were looked upon as like legends. That '80s stuff was kind of at that, like, uh, it, w- it wasn't there yet. So it was always so tough to find people. But that's always been my favorite genre. You know, anything Motley Crue, Poison, Quiet Riot, Rat. You know, yeah, we're hoping
0: there's a we're hoping there's a few more like you out there.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, you know, is right. there a place you can support this or anything? You got any like? kind of like funding or pre-Kickstarter you know, Kickstarter or anything like that going no, for it yet? No, uh,
0: you know what? No, uh, at this point it's out of pocket, though we are talking about it for the printing costs. We're, tr- we're thinking about it once we get down to the art in place. Because, I mean, if we're looking at the amount of pages we're looking at, right, and and copies or whatever, it's going to be it's gonna be pretty expensive. But yes. you know, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out maybe we might have to cut down the size of the pages so they're not traditional comic book form and more into a manga size. or like. But we don't want to do anything that doesn't hurt you know, like yeah. So we, we're everything's on the table. Like we're not quite at that point yet, but uh, but yeah. And we're
2: how, Go ahead. I was just say, How many guys you have working on this one?
0: Uh, so me and Brett. Brett came up with the concept and created all the characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I've kind of come in and we talk about the storyline, and then I usually write the script. Brett edits it, and then I rewrite it based on his on his notes. And then it goes off to the, a penciler who's doing the pencil art, uh, and then Brett flats it, and mm-hmm. it goes back over to uh, a different guy. in like the penciler's name is J C Grande, okay. and He's worked for like IDW, and uh, he did like the Alan Wake comic, and he's worked for like Image, and he's you know like being around. Cool. And He's he's in El Salvador, and then yes, and the guy who's the the colorist, uh, Gus. I can't pronounce his name. He's from Argentina. So he he'll do the coloring, and then Brett's also going to uh, do the lettering, which we need to get done at some point, uh, at some point theoretically. So
2: <laughs> much like we need to finish the book. All yeah,
0: together, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's it's a, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh,
2: kind well, of it crazy sounds thing. like you're almost like halfway there by now, at least. If not, maybe so. even a little bit further.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's getting pretty close. Like the script itself, we're going to have like three pa- three chapters that we need to rewrite at the end here, and then oh, the pencils are almost done. So, and then once from there, we can, we can move on, but yeah, no, it's
2: like, if it doesn't suck, then someone like you should enjoy it. So we'll well, hope it-
1: <laughs>
2: I'll like it. You know, I'm like the kind of person, it's hard for me not to enjoy something, so. And if it's geared this far, and it's like taken serious, and it's not like you know, like a joke or anything like that, or you know, I mean, it's like that that for me is like, okay, this is awesome, you know. Oh
0: man, it's a, it's a love letter to to the to this music because we love it too, right? It's a love letter to the music, and and I mean, it's got a lot of humor because I mean, you, you know, and you got to have humor of it. Funny life is funny, but it's but it's not like it. It's definitely not making fun of it, and it's not. Yeah, no, it's it's a love letter to uh, to hair. It's not spinal tap let's no, just even say. spinal tap
2: though even though like that's kind of it's to me, I always feel like I still like that a lot because it's it is kind of like poking fun at it, but it also still has like a true feeling too if, if that makes sense yeah but um you know or, or it's like Steel Panther' is a perfect example like because I remember when I first saw Steel Panther, I saw the cover and I was like, oh, are these guys making fun of hair metal? And then it's like I listen to it. it's like, oh no, 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 they're just really embellishing it to the full extreme and from that point on, it's like oh steel Panther that's like one of the best bands ever.
0: Yeah, no, no, they do great stuff, right? Like, it's it's definitely tongue-in-cheek, but it's, it's a, again, they do it with love, right? Like you yeah, can tell. it's
2: still, they, they still, like, believe, and they're kind of serious in it, if that makes sense. It's funny, yeah. but serious, and that's what I like. And this thing right here looks sweet. This almost reminds me kind of like, you know, Rockstar, I always, that's a movie I always love with Marky Mark. Yeah, You yeah. know, it. and this is what, this kind of ha- has that feel, but I like the look. I love, I love, the coloring's great in there, too. It's like the Dude, one thing, in Pizza Boys, amazing. I don't have coloring, because... I, I just I looked at the cost of printing. I'm like, nope, I'm going to do this in black and white so I can save <laughs> half the money. I'm like, there is no way I'm going to be able to color this and then print it out. And then, you know, it's like, it'll be way cheaper just to do it in black and white. And it'll just save me that little bit of extra time. And you know what? We thought about it in
0: black and white. And at the end of the day, it was like, you know what? If you're going to tell a story of hair, metal, and glam,
2: you're going to be on the Sunset Stripping and Club. You can't go black and white if you want to no. go around. Like, we you, just couldn't. It it would not look the same. Like, I'm going to use this example. Have you ever read the comic called Black Metal? No, no, actually, I haven't. It's this one that I just I just kind of ran across it at God knows where, probably Coxology or something like that. And it's from Ani Press, and there's three three books, and it's just these, like, two kids that were kind of, like, born of, like, Norse gods or whatever. And at first it starts off, they're like, they live with, like, this kind of, like, adoptive mother, and then she's, like, so clueless and almost, like, the, the most loving parent ever, but then she's almost got these two, like, Sort of like they're not like evil, but they're just kind of these like blackmail kids and they just have dark hair and, you know, just metal looking and so on. And I actually kind of like the way the comic book started off because it was more like these kids even in, like kind of go into school and being so different from everybody else. And I just thought that was hilarious. But then they go on like an adventure like to kind of like hell and Norse gods and so on. And, you know, they go there with like their favorite black metal band and stuff. And it's still a fun adventure, but like I almost like the beginning stuff. But that one worked well in black and white because I felt like you could just have the hard contrast. Between, you know, it's just demons and monsters and so on. But I feel hair metal has to have color. Because that was the last music to really embrace color.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: And fun. And fun. <laughs> and, 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 and I always think fun is such a key ingredient that so many people miss out on. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's comics, movies, music, so on. A lot of people forget that fun should be in, like, almost everything.
0: And, hey, speaking of fun, that's the reason why. I mean, I, uh, I got uh, Pizza Boys off Comic Central. You know the place for indie comics, and nice. I know you're, you're. And you're making the rounds here, like I say. I know you're. You were on the Voice with Comic Central, and uh, and uh, you know those guys do a good podcast and stuff like that. And you know, I got your book there, and I enjoyed it, and I wrote about it. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, that's it. It's it's fun. Like you, you Pizza Boys, you had me the moment that you said uh, there was a moment where the guys are like, you know, it's all these guys who you know play video games, eat pizza. They're you know a bunch of slackers or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them, right? So I mean yeah. and, and they're they're in the car and I think it was a Mercedes that passed them and they're all insulting the guy, you know, who's like clearly way more successful and got more money with him. Like that's a bad thing. And it's like, man, I relate to that so much. You know, that <laughs> that like that you turn this this guy, he's you know, and and I was like, that's the moment
2: where you, you had me in the in the book and I was like, I love this. Awesome. Well, that was always – I had a joke for the longest time that I just wrote down in one of my notepads It's because I was like, you know, if you ever watch, like, any movie, you ever notice that the bad guys always drive Mercedes in it? They're always – it doesn't matter what it is. It's like it could be even a Ford movie, and they're still driving Mercedes. And then so I just wanted to use that there. But what I want Pizza Boys to kind of have is because this is something that, like – you see this a lot, and it doesn't matter, storytelling, where they always – emphasize like, oh, here's the cool kids, here's the popular kids and stuff like that. But a lot of times the poor kids, I feel like never get any recognition. Like if they show poor kids in a movie, it's like, oh, they're going to be up to some like, you know, they're going to either be thieves or they're going to be like stealing or murdering or they're going to be doing something horrible. They're going to be doing a school shooting. Like that's what they're going to do with the poor kids. And I just feel like just by making kind of kids, they're just hanging out and they're not rich and anything like that. When they're not kids, they're technically supposed to be older. But you refer to it like kids, like if if it feels younger than yourself. But um, is that and then also, too, it's like I see this so much in like indie comics and it's not that it's a bad thing, but I just see it a lot where it's like there's a lot of these comics that are like I always call them like they're post college kids in the city. and It's like maybe they graduate like art school or something like that. And it's like, well, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know, man. And I just feel like why just have it like instead let's do it like it's like it's in a small town. It's mountainy. This is like a completely different section. This is the kind of section of California that nobody ever thinks about you know, is that that Yosemite, Sierra Nevada section where it's all mountains and it's really not what you would expect California to be like whatsoever. It's almost the exact opposite of people's expectations. And just them hanging out, having a good time, really embracing life. I wanted to add podcasting in there because I never saw that really in comics. I want, which was kind of weird at first to draw. You're like, oh, it's just How do you draw podcasting now?
3: (laughs) (laughs) It'll be exciting. I know that. But
2: I (laughs) remember because I typed that up. on like I was just looking at key search words in comiXology. And I'm like, I don't see. Podcasting only came up in one comic. And I was like, well, cool. There's a market there. Nobody's really doing it. I'm going to jump on this one as quick as possible. I'll throw podcasting in there, you know. And I just throw it. I just call it Old Man Orange Podcast. No different than my own. Kind of have like tie-ins to everything. I kind of use that almost like Kevin Smith thing where like a lot of like references he has in his podcast, almost like end up in things like Tusk and red state and his, you know, and even yoga hosers and so on. So I like to kind of intermix everything. So it's like somewhat connected world. Like you can almost have jokes intermix, but, um, but yeah, it's just like, I feel like when I read it, it does feel like to me different. I mean, like than other stuff, like, and I feel like that's kind of a good thing. Like I just can't really find too many comics that are in that same category because I, I don't know maybe people just aren't writing nearly as much about like that mountain section of just like hanging out and having a good time playing video games reading comics and watching old movies. Yeah, you know
0: it's all about the character interaction and the characters being likable and everything. That's what that's that's what it's got right. Like that's you know that's mm-hmm. what that's what you managed to capture in Pizza Boys. So uh, I hope people like I hope our listeners check it out and we got we're gonna wrap this one up and you're gonna stick around for another show. And we're good. gonna look at we're gonna do. Uh, um... Ah, uh, the opposite. We're going to go the opposite direction and take properties and that have never been, uh, you know, in movies or television or whatever, or video games. I guess we're 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 just saying properties now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to take those and we're going to do those. So, uh, you know, everybody, uh, check it out. Uh, check out Pizza Boys. Check out Old Man Orange podcast. Check out Spencer Scott Holmes, and uh, or you know, or check out Ghost Rider X. Apparently, Scott Kowalchuk. Apparently. I mean, I, I guess uh, I, I gotta check that out. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to reveal his real name.
1: <laughs> I uh, him on,
2: on, on national internet. What the hell? <laughs> oh, and I, I got one more little shout out I wanna say is I just ordered a bunch of graphic novels of Pizza Boys season one. So I have that coming on the way. So hopefully, I don't know how I'm gonna exactly how, do it, but how many, I
0: have How them. many? How many uh, copies? How many, no, not copies. I mean, how many pages is that?
2: It's 128. Wow. 128. So I, I did 128 in one year by well, myself.
0: It's a baby. That's <laughs> a baby graphic novel. <laughs> our our sucker's going to come in at almost, almost we're thinking of almost 5,000 pages.
2: Well, I feel maybe, like it's like, it's like a not. season. It's like, it's like a mini season, <laughs> almost like a, an Amazon season, you know? <laughs> ah,
0: we're just kidding. We're kidding. It's just because we're stupid. We're
2: <laughs> hey, it's at least longer than a Marvel one. That's all I have to That's say. That's
0: for sure. All right, man. We are going to wrap it up, and we'll see you talk to everybody real soon.